BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. We have two special guests for you today. From the movie The Hill, we got Ricky Hill, who is what who's the person the movie's about, and then Jeff Cilantro. Celentano. Celentano. I, I asked, I asked you how to say the name beforehand, and I still <laughs> goofed it. So anyway, guys, welcome to the show. Appreciate you coming on. Oh, it was Thank a pleasure you. to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We uh we appreciate it. All right, first of all. This is like a Christian-based movie, and you have Dennis Quaid in it. And these movies are usually really good. They have a good message, and I, I really enjoy them. So let's start with you, the director. What, whose idea was this to come up with the movie, and, and why did well, you want to make this movie? Okay, so let me just um, say one thing. So this has a Christian element to it. It's very faith-friendly, but it is, um, it is built for the mainstream audience it's it was designed to be a movie like field of dreams um sea biscuit was my kind of my mantra through this whole movie um i wanted it to have a universal feel and make everybody feel warm and fuzzy when they went in and they could take all their kids and family and not have to worry about a, a curse word or if they didn't go to church they would love this movie if they didn't go to church if they have a family they love this movie if they didn't have a family they love this movie because i wanted to make everybody be able to identify with each character in the film in some way, like we've all been there. Yeah, it's and more it's of an inclusive, yeah. of an inclusive type movie for everyone. That's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so there's a faith element in the fact that Ricky's father was a pastor and um, he wanted Ricky to be a pastor because Ricky used to recite the Bible at the age of six on up and he would preach to the family in the front of the house. His sister confirmed that to me. And uh, he would have a little pulpit and he would bang on it and he would imitate his father. But his father was very protective over Ricky because Ricky had a lot of issues as a kid with his legs. He was crippled. He couldn't run. He wore leg braces like Forrest Gump. But because they were so poor, he would hit 2,000 rocks a day with a stick on a railroad track with his brother. And of course, what happens after years of that, you know, and having super talent like Ricky had as a kid, he was like uber talented as a, as a guy who connect a, a rock and a stick. He got really good. He could aim the rock. There's a great opening scene that will demonstrate that, how good he was at aiming it. So he, um, he continued to pursue his dream of wanting to be a baseball player while having these leg braces on. And his father was not allowing him to play. And his father never allowed him to play until a point where 
Ricky came to his father and he said, I can't do one without the other. I can't, I can't just be a preacher and, and believe in God and not play baseball too, because God put me on this earth to do both. And that leaves Dennis very perplexed in the movie because his kid kind of took after him and listened to all the lessons his dad was teaching him. So he goes on to do like an unbelievably magical thing at the end of the movie, which especially if you're into baseball, I, I, I hope every little kid runs to Little League after this movie and tries to play because if you see what Ricky did, it's possible for any kid to do the impossible. Yeah, any you can see a, you can you can see some of this in the in the preview or the trailer. Yeah, you, you can. can. You, have, you haven't given anything away yet. No, I'm not going to either. Uh, that will not be happening. Yeah. Because because Dennis said to me, what happens at the end of this movie, I was not ready for. I was not ready for Ricky to do what he did. Mm -hmm. um, and Ricky said that there was a spirit in him that came in him that allowed him to play and do what he did in that tryout game. I wish I could tell you the way I used to pitch this movie to people, which made me want to make it, was what he actually does throughout the movie his tenacity and the way he approached people in the game and, and how he overcame all these incredible obstacles. It was amazing. But back to your question about, you know, how it got done. My brother, in a quick story, my brother met Ricky in a, in a hotel lobby by eavesdropping. My brother likes to eavesdrop on people. I'm kidding. But <laughs> he, he overheard Ricky's conversation looking for a director for this story of his. And my brother was blown away by that. He was telling the story to somebody on the phone. And he said, I have the perfect director for you, man. And Ricky said, who, what, who are you? You were listening to my conversation? Because my brother got all excited. And he said, my brother's been looking for a project like this. He's a, he's a director. He's got you know a lot of credits. He's been in the business for 35 years, 40 years. You should meet him. And he sent me the script that night, my brother. And I read it. And I cried my eyes out. And that movie just took a hold of me. It was like a pit bull had just grabbed onto me and wasn't going to let go. And, you know, so for years and years, I tried to get this movie made. I had many investors and many roads, but I always knew that this movie was going to get made by the right people in the right way. And that's exactly what happened now with everything that's going on in the world. This movie is so perfect, I feel, for people that are at home, you know, going through stuff. Uh, we're in a negative kind of zone in the world. This is a movie you can go see and walk out and be high afterwards just for what Ricky achieved and what the story's about is, you know, it's filmed in the sixties and seventies. So there's a lot of nostalgia that comes back to people. We have a lot of the old music and just trying to bring in that era of more morality and everything that we all forgot about. And um, it just, it touched people. When I went to the test screening, there was an old man there that they cried and walked up to me and was crying and said, you just touched my heart, son. I have not seen a movie like this in field of dreams. Nice. And that was my goal was to make a timeless film. You know, I studied all these bad movies online um, and little movies that had no money. And, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, but we had enough to make it special. And I just watched all these films fail and I knew why. And I didn't want this movie to be that. So I studied, you know, how to make a movie classic. I met I met with the director of Bull Durham. I met with I just did all my research and then got Angelo Pisa, the writer of Rudy and Hoosiers, to write it. And um, but if you ask me, the one thing that drug me into this was the story. When I read Ricky's script, first script that we adapted from there, I was hooked. I was just I was possessed by this movie. I couldn't stop. 
And people were telling me left and right, you got to give up, Jeff. It's never going to get made. It's <laughs> never going to get made. I said, well, Ricky thought he was never going to play professional baseball either. And everything was against him, just like me. But we did it. Mr. Hill, how does it feel to have a movie about yourself? You mean being able to tell your story? Hmm. Um, you know, brother, I, I, I still am trying to figure it out today be honest with you because you think about it it's it's never in your wildest dreams that you would ever believe that it, something like that would happen um if you asked me this 20 years ago i would i would have probably just laughed <laughs> but, but saying saying it it's 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 uh to me rewarding in a lot of ways that uh I didn't get to finish my career because of um, I didn't have any disc in my spine, but they said I would never be able to even get there. But I get did get to sign a major league contract. I did get there, and I, t I we, can't tell, we can't tell those stories yet. Right. I bore I bore the pain, you know. I just bore the pain, took it, and so yeah, saying that. It's great. It's great to know that it's happening. It's great to know that the thing is, is, uh, is, uh, taken off and, um, hopefully it just screams all over this whole nation. <laughs> so I see by your visor, you have a visor on and a golf trophy behind you. You play a lot of golf. Well, this is my buddy's office here. Oh. Well, I can play golf now after I had my third surgery, in my spine, I had a really big surgery that gave me finally for the first time in my life at 49 years old gave me relief for the first time and i have uh nine screws in my spine nine uh i have six cages and a rod all holding me together and i can actually play golf if i want to mm. and i can play well too by the way yeah that's the one thing i was going to tell you um <laughs> Ricky, um, anything with a, like I said, anything with a stick and a ball or a stick and a rock, he can aim it. Um, he's yeah. a scratch golfer. He's told me that he's, he's very modest about his golf game. He, he, he just told you he plays golf. Well, I heard stories that he's done these like kind of underground tournaments and beat the guys who win the open and they keep it all hush hush. And I, I've seen the articles and stuff and just been like, what? Like, <laughs> You know, so now he, you know, I'm not a golfer. I'm a, I'm a surfer. I mean, that's my sport. We always tease each other. I say, you know, why don't you become a man and play something that doesn't have a little white ball you have to chase around? And he laughs and says, you try to pick up that club and that little white ball. Let's see what you do. It's, it's not as easy as it looks. And, you know, he's he's just really talented at uh, that sport. And nobody's heard of Ricky. I mean, Dennis said to me, I've never heard of this story. How does this happen? How does this guy do the impossible, the story that I don't even believe is true until you showed me all the documentation and we haven't heard about it? I said, Dennis, you know how many stories we haven't heard that come out of the woodwork and you just go, oh my gosh, like how did that not get told earlier? You know, just wasn't the right time. Yeah, there's a lot of stories like that. I, I listened to a podcast about the first guy that ever get murdered during the during the baseball season, I didn't know about that. But, I wow. mean, if, I guess if it happened 
you know, back before, you know, like now anything happens, everybody's going to know. Their social was media, name, you're going to know. His name La- was his name Lazarus? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can see the poster behind you, Jeff. Yeah. Who who was the one that got Dennis Quaid to do the show and I mean the movie and and what was his thought? He just loved the script from the get go. Well, like you? Um, we we were looking for a person to play Ricky's father that had a full circle of humanity. We wanted somebody who was super sweet, but also tough as nails. And Dennis Dennis was the number one candidate for me. He had the he was from Texas. His family was from the same town Ricky or area Ricky was from. Uh, as Dennis says in his behind-the-scenes interview, he relates to all the people because he grew up with them. Um, he understood the language, the voice of Ricky's dad. Uh, he's also a devout Christian, so the pastor part of it was really easy for him. He had never played one before. He actually told me, this part is pretty intense for me. It's got a lot of meat on the bone, Jeff. I'm pretty excited about it. And he said that he's more excited about acting now than he ever has been in his career. He says that in many articles. And how we got him was a casting director friend of mine um, came aboard and Rick Montgomery was casting the film. And he he said, I'll go to Dennis's manager. I know him very well first. So we went to Dennis's manager and his agent. And then they said, he's in London and he wants to talk to you. He read the script and loves it. So I had a two hour meeting with Dennis on the phone and he was he was hooked. And the, a good part of that story is this is how much he loved the movie. When we lost financing about five and a half years ago, due to a very strange situation with uh, one of our investors bought a coal mine and took the money from our film and used it for that. It was his money. He had the right to do it, but it let all of us down. And Dennis was signed. So I thought he was going to charge us because he had a pay or play deal. He didn't do that. He called me up and said, Jeff, I love this movie. And when you get the money together, I'm on for life. Just know that you have to find a window of time because I'm working all the time. And if I'm available for that window, I'll do the film. And so we, when we finally got the financing raised and this angel came out of the woodwork, I called Dennis and Dennis said, um, I'm booked till next April. And I said, that kills me. And so <laughs> we kept calling his manager and then all of a sudden his manager out of nowhere, just like everything on this movie that happens, said, are you available to shoot Dennis and have him out before December? And that just ramped everything up fast. You know, we just had to get going, but we still had enough time. And that's how we got Dennis on. And he, he was nothing. I mean, look, I've worked with a lot of actors. I could tell you it wouldn't be a good conversation. Dennis, the opposite. He's a sweetheart every day, comes to work fully prepared. Um, loved being there every day. I never had a better experience with anybody. And then he actually would compliment me on my direction from a veteran actor like that, I told him, I gave him a big hug and I had tears in my eyes after the scene where he confesses like that he's let his son down and he hasn't been the father he wanted to be. So a really heartbreaking scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I just melted. I said, Dennis, having you on this movie was the most special thing in the world. And he said, well, you get it, Jeff, you get it. Meaning, you know, that, that I understand what we were doing, you know, that he trusted me. So What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mr. Hill, I got a question for you. So you have Dennis Quaid playing your dad. You have other actors playing you, probably in different you know time spans what was it like to see that on the screen and how close was this to real life to you was it just kind of weird to see this you know i I thought it was going to be but it really really didn't because um the these two characters that, that played me uh they did such a like a i mean this this little kid that played me I just couldn't believe the talent behind this young man. I was blown away. And then Colin Ford, when he played me as older, it's the same, same way. It's just like it was a perfect fit. You just couldn't make it any better. And so Jeff brought them to the table and they were just guns. They were just perfect. So yeah. Yeah, it, it thrilled me. It really did. It it, it brought life to me because I, you know, I'm real. I'm I'm very picky. Um, Jeff knows that I am very picky on everything, and uh, but boy, these two guys here, I'm just telling you, I can't. I I'm I'm very blessed to have this happen. These well, guys. I wanted, I wanted to tell you. I wanted to segue into one thing, Rick. Um, that you you were really it was important to you. Uh, Colin Ford, who plays the older Ricky, I auditioned against two other actors with Dennis in the room. I asked Dennis if he would come in and help me, and he did. And he read all three of them. And after Colin got done, he leaned over to me and he said, I think uh, we're done now, right? We don't need to look anywhere else after this guy. And so the acting, he had the acting chops to pull it off. But then on top of that, he had to be a, look like a professional baseball player. And you can't fake baseball. This is a baseball show. I, I did everything I could. I had every major person on that set, including Ricky, making sure that that baseball was authentic. We, we had tryouts. We went through hundreds of players. I had the best baseball technical advisor in the business for movies, Mark Ellis. He did, he did everything from the rookie, you name it, he did it. Um, he was watching every single swing, every pitch, you know, it's funny. I've never told this to anybody yet, but when they're pitching in the movie, 
um, that movie Rust had just been um, uh, had problems with the, the gun the gunshot, you know, the thing that happened on the set. So there was a thing out where we couldn't have any projectile going near an actor. So I couldn't have baseballs. Have I had like major league pitchers throwing baseballs, and they would go, they would just throw air, and they would say, "Geez, man, could I throw the ball?" Because they're pitchers. And I, I can't throw an invisible ball anymore. I said, you have to, and you have to act now. You have to make it look like there's a ball. And we put the ball in digitally later in every scene. And I can tell you, if you can tell me that those fastballs or even the, the curveballs or anything that we had is not real, I would I bet money on that you can't tell me that they're not real. They look authentic. And what about it, Ricky? I, does it look real? Boy, it really does. <laughs> I, I'm shocked. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean, it looked like it honestly looks like a um, a Nolan Ryan fastball because the kind that you don't see, you know, <laughs> they let go and you don't see it. Uh, but yeah, it just it it looks totally it's, it's totally authentic. It's just amazing what you could do, and you're not not even throwing, but yet it looks real. And then Colin, Colin went and trained to bulk up and look like a, you know, a guy who could, who could power hit. He had to be a power hitter. Dennis and I were very concerned because he was a little underweight. Well, he put on about 35 pounds and worked out every day with a trainer for the baseball. So his swing was believable to a point where we could bring in a double and do the real stuff. Ricky had a really unusual swing and it was full of power. I mean, he would go down on one knee and just, just take the whole field out with him. I mean, it was it was pretty powerful swing. And when Mark Ellis saw his swing, he looked at me and he said, "That is a swing that we're going to have a trouble recreating, but I'll do it." And we pulled it off. We found this double that doubled Colin for the for the wide shots that was flawless. I mean, he looked like Colin in every part of his body, hair, face, everything. Mm-hmm. And that swing that kid had, Ricky taught it to him. And he yeah. picked it up what Rick in like a day, right? Yeah, about one day. We yeah, weren't, and when weren't, you see this kid power hit, it's Colin, but it's really at some some parts it's Colin, some parts it's the double. But he t- he knocks about five or did he knock five or six balls straight out of the park in that tryout game we had? Uh, you know, he he was um, he really wasn't big enough to do that, but he he got close. Yeah, he got close. He did. He did send a couple over the wall. I saw him. Yeah, he got close. Hmm. Being a, uh, I mean, you know, he's just a littler guy. He's a second baseman. You don't find many second basemen that can, but his swing, he picked he he picked up the swing of my swing, almost perfect. And I had I had a swing that was, um, it was a swing. Yeah. yeah. So this the story. And you're you're from Texas, so the story is set in what city in Texas? Uh, the story actually is in Brenham, Texas, uh, which is not that far from you. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, in Brenham, and also you know roughly A and M because that's down there next to one and one another. But the uh, tryout camp for the major league tryout camp was in Brenham, Texas, at Blend Junior College. Hmm. So you were saying early before we started recording that you knew Nolan Ryan and Reed Ryan? Yes. How'd you how'd you meet them? Well, I mean, because my scout that signed me signed Nolan. Oh. Ah. Yeah. So we 
we're in a book together and in in um red murph's book uh red murph was a scout that discovered ricky and nolan it says the man that discovered nolan ryan well (laughs) he actually he actually discovered a pumpkin like me too you know so anyway uh i didn't go scott clan plays him in the movie uh yeah yeah really really and does a very good job all right is there is there anything else y'all would like to add about the show or something that i might have forgot to ask um for me i mean look everybody every director you're going to meet every filmmaker is going to sit here and tout his movie and tell you how good it is but i can tell you how good this movie really is it's really special i i worked like i've told this story many times but I've, I've, I've studied every bad sports, feel-good, family inspirational movie from The Blind Side to Rudy to, to Hoosiers to The Perfect Game, you know, uh, For the Love of the Game, uh, Bull Durham, you name it. And I wanted to make no mistakes. So I did a lot of homework, years of research, comparing this to many other movies. Just I just lived and breathed it. And the final result, you never know what it's going to be. You can only hope because movies are weird. You cut them all together and they don't feel the same as the script. Or, But I come, I surrounded myself with so many incredible people that in the end, it worked. It all worked. Um, I finally, you know, as I tell my investor, I made the movie that I set out to make. I couldn't make it any better. And when I sit there in an, an audience at a test screening and they, they walk up to me afterward and they got tears in their eyes, I know I did my job. I, I don't even have to say anything. I just look at him and go, I see it's working. And it comes so, out this month, right? Comes out on the 25th of August. You can pick up tickets earlier on um, on a site called thehillmove.com. You know, that's thehillmov.com. And it's just, I want people to go to the movies like I feel every time I see this movie and walk out high and just be like, wow, what an incredible movie. I, I want to tell everybody about it. Because we don't have films like that today. You know, The Sound of Freedom's doing incredible, incredible stuff for delivering a message. And people are enjoying the movie, which is was shocking to me at first because the subject matter. But they really handled the subject matter well. And um, our trailer plays right in front of that film. I'm so. sure you remember Andre Dawson, right? Yeah, the hawk. Yeah, the hawk. He, he was my <laughs> roommate. Oh, and really? Yeah, yeah, when I signed, when I signed, he was my roommate. And uh, um, the last time I've been down to Houston, I don't even know if you know this, but uh, I don't really have a big team that I follow, other than believe it or not, I'm gonna get killed for saying this, but I'm a I'm a Stroh's fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm an Astro fan, and I know <laughs> my daughter and every. My daughter, uh, all the family members I got, are they hate me for it. And but I've been a Stroh's fan for ever since the Rangers didn't sign me when they were supposed to. Have. That's what I changed. There I went, to, I went to the Stroh's, and so anyway, this is when I was like seventeen years old. And so, but saying that, I've been, and plus Nolan was, you know, I I was. You know, Ray's loving Nolan, of course. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I meet, I met Reed and we became friends. But I've been a Stroh's fan for a good while. And uh, um, 
I had just, just I had to just take a beating through my family over it, and I still am. In fact, I'm getting ready to go to an Arlington Stadium. I'm getting ready to throw out the first pitch. They're gonna play the trailer, and then they're they're going to I'm gonna throw out the first pitch. And believe it or not, uh, I was hoping to do this at the at the Strohs at their field too, uh, in Houston because I'm going down. Uh, in fact he and I are going down to go on Joel Osteen um, uh, the, Friday yeah Friday yeah we're going to we'll, Joel we'll be in Houston on Friday uh, talking to the Lakewood Church about the film because it has that yeah. faith element and it's you know it's the one thing I want to say Bob to leave to leave if I could leave with something I made a movie that every family member never has to even question if they can bring everybody to it there's not a there's not a curse word not a not a, a car accident, no, no sex. You know, it's just a real story about human people. And saying that, is it boring, slow, any of that stuff? It's the opposite. I'm all about conflict. And Ricky's life was all about conflict. But it's kind of conflict that everybody can relate to because we all go through stuff every day. And it's, it's uh, the subject matter is, you know, it's just awesome. The, the reason why they gave it a PG rating at all was because there's smoking in the 60s in church. And I depicted that because that was a big part of the story. You'll see when you see the film. Yeah. Um, how funny. I can't wait for you to see it because I can I can see I got to get that in you. I'll definitely watch it. You haven't seen well, it I need yet. You, I, right? need you to get, I need you to get me uh, where I throw the first pitch that, at the stadium. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it in a lot of parks already. Yeah. Uh, but I'm doing it. What's really cool is that Benji Gill and I, he used to play for the, the uh, Rangers and the Angels. And Benji is now coaching with the with the Angels, right? And so uh, I'm throwing the first pitch out on the 16th at Arlington Stadium. Um, and then Benji is playing for the Angels. He, which he's not playing, but he's coaching for the Angels. He's catching for me. Oh, nice. So it's kind of a something that's probably never happened before, because he's one of my he's one of my best friends, and um, I asked Andre, I asked Dawson if he could come down. He couldn't come down. Um, he's running a casket company or something, hmm. and uh, yeah, casket. But anyway, uh, I was going to. Uh, if you, if you ask somebody down there, I was, was going to call Reed and tell Reed to get his buddy to let me throw out the first pitch down there in Houston. Because I want, I want to do that, especially at the dome. I want to hit down there at the... Minimade? Yeah, yeah. And been there in so long. Yeah. And, uh, I'd like to do that. Well, that would be cool. I have absolutely zero power. To, to get that done, but well, all I got Reed has some power. Reed owns the team over here. You could do it over here in San Antonio, yeah. and uh, I'm sure he could get it done. Oh yeah, he'll, he'll make a couple phone calls. He's, he's got buddies. You know, Nolan Ryan. He he could get anything done in the state of Texas. Oh man, yeah, he's got a he's got a right uppercut. Come yeah. On, man. <laughs> <laughs> the headlock and the uppercut. All right, folks. So this movie comes out August 25th. I will watch it. I have y'all's email and I will let you know what I think about it. Oh, and can't wait. Uh, maybe we can have you back on after I see it and we can share my thoughts about it. I don't know. Robert, we love that. All right, Ricky, 
Mr. Hill, I appreciate you coming on. Jeff, I appreciate you coming on as well to talk about the movie. Uh, everyone out there, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball.